0: Welcome in to Sport & Order, America's number one afternoon game show on Mondays at 4 o'clock Central with the amazing host that is me, yours truly, Mark Carmen. Look at these two amazing contestants today, straight out of the East Coast, but landed in Dallas in 2002, a Yankee fan, a Jets fan, a Devils fan, but now the pride of Texas. RJ Choppy, welcome to Sport & Order, great to have you.
1: Great to be here.
0: And my man, radio buddy in Kansas City, tremendous tennis game. All the backhand is a little bit weak. Got a nice jump shot. He used to be the pride of Baltimore, but has basically owned the state of Texas for over
2: a decade. Sean Sharif, good to see you, buddy. It is an honor to be on this broke, poor man's Tony Reale version of a game <laughs> show here. Hey. Thank Barb. No, 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 no. I got the gavel out today. I'll bang it away.
0: No, no, no! I love Tony Reale, but this is no poor man reality. If we're gonna go poor man, we gotta you know pick something else. Actually, that's a compliment. I'll take it. All right, for those just joining Sport in Order, this is the rules. We've got eleven questions. You get thirty seconds per question. It's Jeopardy style scoring. Questions one through five, you get one point for a win. Questions six through ten, you get two. Question eleven, you can risk whatever you want. So building up a lead is huge, but not necessarily insurmountable. And yes, right here, I decide who wins each question. So you, you know, might want to consider that in your argument as I see Sean Sharif processing that part of the discussion.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. Tony reality sucks. You're the man. We are going to start with question one.
0: Sean, you're going to get to go first here, which gives you perhaps a slight edge depending on how you look oh, at crap. it. And, and here we go with the NBA, which the playoffs started today. I was just loving Utah and Denver. Uh, But which first-round matchup, and by the way, you cannot say Dallas. We'll get to the Mavs in a second here. But which first-round matchup are you most excited to watch outside of those Mavs? Sean Sharif, what are you looking forward to?
2: Portland Lakers. Now, I'm not trying to make the sexy pick like everyone else, saying that Portland's going to beat them. But I've never believed the Lakers are going to win the title. Uh, And Dame Lillard is on fire, MVP of the bubble. The Clippers are going to win the title, and I think Portland could scare them a little bit. Anthony Davis, a little bit fragile. Wouldn't surprise me if he gets banged up. They lost some role players, so I don't think Portland's going to win, but I'm most excited to watch that because I think they can scare LA. I I am
0: definitely looking forward to some Blazers and Lakers. RJ, where are you going?
1: Uh, Well, because I didn't lost the coin toss that never happened, I can't go with the choice that I wanted to make which was Portland Lakers because you have the best player in the world and then the most hottest player in the world in Dame Clark, he doesn't
2: know anyone else who's playing. Eddie. He doesn't oh, know any of the rest of the matchups.
1: I just had to look this up. I, 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 I'm told the Rockets are taking on Oklahoma City, and that sounds like a pretty good matchup because Russell Westbrook is playing his old team who may or may not have not wanted him to come back there. So it's going to be the upstart Oklahoma City Thunder and the chronically underachieving James Harden and Russell Westbrook. And he's Houston Rockets.
0: So that's a great on-the-fly, perhaps, didn't go through the, the rundown answer. And, and, you know, the Chris Paul factor you, you left out of there and also uh, Westbrook dealing with an injury, that's, a, that's an issue too. But, yes, Sean, I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you the point. You, you, you start off with one there. Uh, maybe a huge advantage there, RJ, with the first thing. But, I mean, I think we all are looking forward to some Portland and some Lakers. Maybe that was too easy of a question. So if I had my own point system, I might deduct myself. From question one. <laughs>
1: there
0: you go. Sheriff, you're, you're out. You're out. RJ, you get to go first here. You got to create a pathway because I'm looking forward to, by the way, the Dallas Mavericks and the LA Clippers. I think the Clippers are getting a lot of love that perhaps they don't deserve right now. Create a pathway. Question two How do the Mavs beat the Clippers in the opening round series as the seventh seed?
1: All right, there's one of two ways. Way number one is Bennett Salvatore is an official in this series and he repays the Mavericks for 2006 where he let Dwayne Wade get a red carpet of the free throw line, take it 26 a game. But the more likely way is that Kawhi Leonard goes up for a layup, snaps his ankle, and the Mavericks are able to win the series. Because other than that, the only thing the Mavericks are winning in this series is one game. That's really it. Like, they're just not as good. They're, they're young. The NBA playoffs are about veteran uh, players. Mavs don't really have a chance. It's Kawhi being hurt.
0: All right. Sean, you got a path for the Mavs?
2: Yeah. Uh... Paul George needs to get COVID, and and he needs to spread it to Kawhi after Kawhi broke his leg, just in case he's able to hobble out there one-legged so that Kawhi can't play. And they need to get a strip club in Orlando that serves the wings for Lou Williams. Get him out of there. Um, And I think that's pretty much it. And then the Mavs can go ahead and pull off the shocker.
0: I'm giving this to choppy for the sheer fact of holding a beef since 2006 is something that I relate to. I appreciate that. That, that, That's a beautiful thing, by the way, uh, thank you to the Mavs for uh, guarding LeBron James with JJ Barea. And so I will always have that argument in the LeBron Michael discussion that is never ending. Question three is we're tied at one. We're going to the NFL and we're going to tight ends. George Kittle gets five years and 75 million. Travis Kelsey, four years and $57 two highest-paid tight ends in the history of the league. Who would you rather have going forward, Sean Sharif, with
2: those contracts, Kittle or Kelsey? Kittle because he's younger, and that'll probably steal RJ's answer. I looked up the ages in my show prep because I was so torn on the question. Kittle, younger, highlight real blocks. Even though he's not as durable, he gets banged up a little bit. But I'll go Kittle just because of the age. But Travis Kelsey, he's got a ton of swag, too.
0: RJ, with Sharif leaving time on the clock, which I appreciate it. You got your answer. You got your answer. What do you got here?
1: All right. Well, I mean, I probably would have thought George Kittle because of the age would start, but Sean took it. So I'm going to go with the guy who has the better quarterback. Travis Kelsey is going to have a better next five years because the only position in sports that matters, in the football that matters, is the quarterback. So Travis Kelsey is going to have a better year. He doesn't have Johnny Garoppolo or whatever his name is throwing <laughs> footballs to him. He's got Patrick Mahomes, Patty, the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL, not named Peyton Manning. And he wow. is going to have a better next five years for that reason alone.
2: See, this is what happens on our show. It doesn't follow the topic or the instructions. It's not. It, it's, it's pretending like quarterback Joe Schmo is throwing to both of them. You can't take the quarterback with you. I have to.
0: I, actually, I see. I think the quarterback is a huge factor here, so I, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm going you with RJ. whose
2: stats I would rather have, or what player I would rather
1: have? Well, you,
0: you, you got to look at what's going to happen in the next four years, five years, and I, I think that we're going to be singing the love here for Travis. I, layer, lo-
1: Sean, I just broke serve. That's what I just did. You, you, you might. <laughs> but- <laughs>
2: Oh, that was smooth because he's a he's a wannabe poor man, Pete Sampras too. So
0: that was smooth, Choppy. I I I, last time I saw Sharif, he wouldn't play me in tennis, which might deduct a point at some point here if I, you know, have the opportunity to do that. But all right, question four: We're going college football, which I think RJ is your one of your favorite territories at least. We got the ACC, we got the SEC, and we got the Big Twelve. They're marching forward with college football twenty twenty, and then we got Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields who posted a petition on Sunday. He wants the reinstatement of the 2020 Big Ten football season. RJ, did the Big Ten and Pac-12 decide to cancel the season too early? What do you think?
1: They did because the Penn State AD is talking about how, hey, I'm not even sure there was an actual vote. Look, none of these schools are going to play anyway, and if they do, they're not going to finish their season most likely. I mean, UNC just had an outbreak week in with the kids on campus, and they've got a massive outbreak already. But you don't have to make the decision – you didn't have to make it the second week of August. You could have made it the second week of September. They made the decision to cancel too early. It was probably the right decision, but they didn't have to cancel yet. And that, to me, is always going to be the issue for them.
0: Sean, where are you going here?
2: You know, Carm, uh, there's a lot of terrible things that I could say about you and I do say about you. But one of the nice things, you're a good person. And unlike RJ and the Everyone else in the SEC and these football-obsessed lunatics, crazy that someone would make a public health decision, crazy that someone would worry about the fans and the players and say, we're not going to do this, it's not going to work. But RJ and the rest of these nut jobs in the SEC, they all want to just, it matters more, it matters more here, we're so tough. And we're just pigskin all the way. So, no, they didn't call it too early. Props for making a nice decision for humanity, not your SEC standings. And so, yeah, this
0: one is going with Sharif in a, in a, in a big way. I actually think – I don't understand how this snuck up on you, college football. You should have been planning for this six months ago. What's the best plan to possibly play? And like, oh, we're in this situation now, and now they're trying to figure it out. It's like it's amazing to me. And, and the Big Ten and the Pac-12, should, have, if they wanted to be safe like, like and, and be logical, like seemingly they are right now, they could have been creating a plan. But, uh, Sharif, you get the point here. Two-two. One more question in round one as we go uh, back to the NFL. And this is a little bit of home base for Sharif back in the day at least. Uh, Alex Smith was taking snaps today with the Washington football team. Smith trying to make it back all the way from that gruesome leg injury. Will Alex Smith ever play another down in the NFL? Sean, what do you got? This one's easy.
2: Yes, he absolutely will. I was surprised to see how old he was. I thought he was like at most like 33, but he's like 36, 37. The guy seems to be a great dude, hard worker. Someone will give him a sympathy snap. That's my prediction. You know how they do it, the free throw line with the charity stripe? Mm -hmm. Someone gets a sympathy free throw? Someone will sign him. I believe he can still probably play a little bit better than some of the – he's probably better
1: than Haskins.
0: I, uh, I got to call time. I, I'm letting Sharif go too long on multiple questions. Got to get the gavel out. RJ, what do you got?
1: All right, look, the, the, the correct answer is probably yes as well. Uh, but, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater's doing it. But, look, look, did you see the video yesterday? The guy was limping to go get his little champagne parade. He ain't playing again. He's out there in a leg sleeve. I've got an arm sleeve. I mean, I've got an arm sleeve for, like, tennis elbow, golfer's elbow out there. I mean, he's not going to be able to really be effective if he ever comes back. He might. But, my gosh, the guy's limping coming out of his porch. Let's be real here
0: you're gonna get the point here RJ for the point for the porch call which I thought was amazing how is he wearing a sleeve just literally walking out, out of his house I mean how and, and I'm and I'm also wondering is anybody gonna protect the player from himself here because you can't let that guy in the football feel like the sympathy snap Sharif I think that's a great call but it's like I'm even worried to send him out there for the sympathies you know if you get Alex Smith does not belong on a football field he belongs enjoying the incredible amount of money he's made and the success that he had when he was healthy. That's what I would say.
2: You seriously gave him that point? Hey, this is as rigged as Stephen A. and, and Bayless'
0: show. 3-2 after 5. Love the, love the anger as we move to question 6. These are now worth Six through 10. RJ, you get to lead off here as we go to home base for you guys again, and that is the Dallas Cowboys. Their win total in the gambling world, nine and a half. Are we going over or under nine and a half wins for the Cowboys? Make your case, RJ.
1: Uh, this is uh, this is relatively easy. This is an over. Uh, they're a 10 11 win team. They're always a 10 11 win team. They don't have the guy who kept them from being a 10 11 win team last year. That was the head coach, Jason Garrett, who I like, by the way, but he did keep them from being a 10 or 11 win team. That's what they are. They've got tremendous players at. Every offensive position, uh, they lost a guy in the defense. Gerald McCoy, who doesn't matter at all because he plays defensive tackle. I'm sorry, Aaron Donald, you don't matter. The Cowboys will be a 10 and a half to 11 one team uh, in Vegas this year. That's they should be.
0: Sharif, you're that optimistic. I see you thinking about this one. Oh, nine
2: and a half it has me to totally split and torn. I will say, I'll take the under right now because of their secondary. Their corners are. Horrible, atrocious. And unless they have the second round kid, Diggs, come in and start for them, they have Cheeto Wouzier, Jordan Lewis, and Anthony Brown, who everyone has been done with, all three, for a while here. So I'll say nine and seven. I'll take the under because their cornerbacks will get lit up.
0: I like to live myself in reality, and I avoid joy because it's too confronting for me. So, I'm going to go with Sharif on this one for taking the under and not putting too much on the table here. Always, I like a good diminishment of expectations. That's
1: RJ's motto. That's RJ's motto. (laughs) Yeah. Undersell, over-deliver.
0: Undersell, over-deliver. That's the way to go here. And that's kind of what Sharif just did there. So, I'm giving him the two points as he takes the lead here on question six. And now, we go to question seven, and one of my favorites... It's guys coming back trying to relive their glory years, and that would be Dez Bryant trying to find a way back to the NFL. He hasn't played since 2017. The Ravens are reportedly interested. Dez is 31. If We're talking about misfit, talented wide receivers. I'm asking who's a better fit or who's a better gamble, Des Bryant or let me bring in Antonio Brown. What do you think, Ooh. Sharif?
2: Ooh, that's a good question. Dez is a better, um, more stable personality. I can't believe I'm saying that than Antonio. Antonio is the better risk and gamble because Antonio Brown could come back and be a top five receiver on football. Des Bryant can't. Des Bryant, it will be done physically. He can't be a one. He's not even a two. He probably has to pay, play tight end. Antonio Brown is the better gamble because he can still be a top five wideout.
0: out. RJ? Uh,
1: the answer is Antonio Brown, but... The answer is Antonio Brown, because Des Bryant does not have currently a fifth metatarsal an Achilles tendon and no idea about what a route tree is. There's no way that Des Bryant is coming back in any league that doesn't have him be 24 years old, a peak physical specimen, and the ability to outjump everybody. That doesn't happen. Des Bryant's last great play was the play that should have been overturned in Green Bay. That was it. That was the last time he was anything good.
0: So, for the record, I I love that Sharif went for the upside of Antonio and and naming that out. But since you just went strict, full-on coach mode, I'm going to give it to RJ for having that level of coaching knowledge, busting out route trees and fifth metatarsals. That's a high level right there as RJ reclaims the lead. Yes through question seven here, which, by the way, I don't try to keep these things close, even though it might appear that way. So, But it is RJ five, Sharif four, to question eight with RJ leading off. And I do always try to get Tom Brady in every week because Tom Brady needs to be somewhere on this rundown, especially when he makes interesting comments on Bruce Arians and Bill Belichick saying, quote, this is my 30th year playing football, and this is the first time I've had an offensive head coach. Woo, Tom, out of nowhere. Is Brady trying to prove with his comments and then his performance this year that he is more valuable than Belichick? RJ, what do you think?
1: Uh, He's not trying to prove that he's more valuable than Belichick. He's trying to prove that he's a competent NFL player. The guy had a losing record in high school. He got beat out by Drew Henson in college. Tom Brady is a product of Bill Belichick's hoodie. That's what he is. And he is trying to prove that he belonged in the league for any of the last 20 years. A guy who never won a Super Bowl at a top eight scoring defense. Whoop-de-doo, not impressed. Wow.
2: This is Taylor made for choppy. He hates Tom Brady. He's (laughs) a Peyton Manning lover from Tennessee, and he thinks Aaron Rodgers is done in a bum too, so he hates Brady. What's your take on this one, Sharif? It was not an intended shot at Belichick, the comment, because it's just a fact. Bruce Arians is an offensive guy. Belichick was a defensive guy. Forever, and I don't even know who his coach was in college. I'm assuming he's a defensive guy, but absolutely Tom wants to prove that he was the man over Belichick. He's acting like a kid at recess. This is football recess for Tom. He's talking about having fun, him and Gronk, they don't have to watch themselves. He definitely has a chip on his shoulder, but these comments were not a shot at Belichick.
0: Interesting. I I do think there's at least least 3% of a shot, but I do love recess, and I think you had a very balanced take there, Sharif. So we're gonna give Sean the two. As he reclaims the lead through question eight, six five, Sean Sharif over RJ Choppy in a thriller. I can feel you out there in Twitter slash Periscope Land just being on the edge of your seat.
2: All right. Are we giving you ratings? Are you getting good? It looks like it's up here,
1: right?
0: I have no idea, but I'm I'm assuming that we're doing great because you two are amazing. As we move to question nine, and of course, my amazing talents are just shining through here. We're going back to baseball here, team. The Boston Red Sox. Have the second-worst record in all of baseball. But considering everything going on with the Red Sox, are they actually the biggest disappointment this season? Who's paying attention to their baseball? Sean Sharif, you got a bigger disappointment than the Red Sox, or are you sticking with Boston?
2: Choppy is the baseball guy, but I'm going to steal his knowledge because I asked him this the other day. I'm going to steal his information. Boston lost a ton. From a payroll standpoint, though, they are the most – Disappointing. I think they're third in payroll, or they're always top five in payroll. i have to double-check that, but they lost Price. Uh, they ended up losing Mookie. I went and checked the standings. I can't find a more disappointing team, so I'll say yes, it's the Red Sox.
0: The, the Red Sox, number one. RJ, where are you going, Mr. Baseball?
1: Uh, the, the most disappointing team is the Houston Astros. They're sitting there banging, they're banging nothing against baseball right now. Uh, Jose Altuve uh, has fewer extra base hits than Derek Dietrich. Derek Dietrich's played like three games. Uh, <laughs> he's an absolute mess. Uh, he cannot play. The Houston Astros stink. They're a dumpster fire. We absolutely love it. Joe Kelly is the American hero. We all needed. A national treasure. And Jose Altuve and George Springer and Alex Bregman, I mean, they are They are, They're are. four strikeouts away probably from not even being in the Major League Baseball anymore. I
0: mean, Sharif's just nodding his head in improvement of, of just giving him the two points here. It's like, yeah.
1: Now, you know, that, now, that was a answer.
0: And and bringing in some Astros, even though that was like a nice haze on, on Houston in a, in a, I don't know, not over the top. The Astros are the biggest cheaters in the history of the world and should never be allowed to play baseball and should have been suspended for the entire season, along with the Cardinals when they tested positive, along with the Marlins. Survivor baseball 2020 should have started with the Astros out of it. That's what I would have done. But you still get the two points, RJ. Nice job. Thank as we go to question 10. I'm already getting excited about how much you guys are going to risk on question 11 here. But uh, we're bringing in Jeff Paston, who Sharif and I used to work with in Kansas City. Hashtag 610 Sports Radio. Uh, According to Mr. Paston of ESPN now, in an Indian Cleveland uh, team meeting, I should say, that led to Mike Clevenger and Zach Plesak's demotion, a veteran player threatened to opt out if the two remained with the team. He's threatening to quit. What should Cleveland do with Plesak and Clevenger in 2020, who, by the way, they're going to need if they want to be in the playoffs, I would think, or definitely go as far as they want to go. Question 10, that means you're up, RJ. Uh,
1: What should they do with them? I mean, if they want to win, they should absolutely play them. If they want to save money, they should sit them. If, um, If Mike Clevenger sits out 20 more games, he will lose a full year of service time, which means he will have to wait an extra year to become a free agent. If the Cleveland Indians want to save cash, they should sit there. Uh, But we all know the Indians want to try to win, so they need to play them. Don't be stupid. Play these guys. Get these guys out there. You don't think you can have an all-star pitcher help you out to to make the postseason? Come on now.
0: If you play them, though, you might lose the whole roster here. And There's the moral side. What do you think, Sean? Where are you going?
2: Here's what you do. You stand the two pitchers up in the front of the room and read the report and say, a veteran said this, that they're mad they want out. I would let each pitcher pick a veteran and then kick their ass off the team. These guys are studs, and Cleveland has a stud ERA as a pitching staff, and they're thirteen and nine. They stay. Who is ever crying about them breaking the rules? They go. Talent wins out. They should point to any bet they want except the door and get them out of there.
1: You know this is like go ahead, R.J. He's forty.
2: Was it him?
1: Yeah, he's thirty nine. He was the guy that complained.
2: Wheel him over to the ramp and let go. <laughs> Gone. See ya. The studs get to stay. Bye. So I
0: despise that take from Sharif. It's it's like it's completely catering to the bully and the dude that was not about the team at all. But I'm giving you the two points because it's probably the most wisest maneuver if you're trying to win, and this is professional sports, and no one cares about morals, period, except for me, and I. Should probably just go sit in my own corner on that because that's just not what it's about. And then I'm going to go and coach seventh graders, which I think that's <laughs> what RJ Choppy's doing after this, uh, going to get the kids out there for a little. Was it baseball today?
1: Yeah, of course, because why wouldn't seven year olds practice when it's 105 out?
0: <laughs> so it's 8 7 to question 11. This is the first time we've done Jeopardy scoring here. So, Sean, you're going to go first here. Actually, well, how do we. How do we do this? Do we, have, do we have them write it down, or do we say what they're risking? Jeopardy, you would do it on a sheet. Do you guys have a piece of paper in front of you?
1: No, this is well planned.
0: This is an in-the-moment moment that I did not I'll consider not. right now. i get one. Okay. That, all right. We're going to have this moment. Sharif, you, you can text me what you're risking if you want to do that. Okay. What's can, the
2: topic again?
0: Okay. So the topic for question 11 in our first-ever Jeopardy scoring in Sport and Order, is uh, it, it revolves around Mookie bets. Mookie bets. Oh. Well, I've got to doo.
1: wager the amount of points I'm willing to wager.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. All right. Let me write this in the back of my parents' divorce agreement. Just All right. I
2: texted you my, my
1: value.
0: Okay.
1: Oh, I got All right. Here we value. go.
0: Uh, Question 11, that means that Sean Sharif is going 1st Here, 30 seconds on the clock. The pressure is on. Mookie Betts was in Compton yesterday. He was giving out hand sanitizer. He was giving out reusable face masks. He was giving out food boxes, health screenings, voter registration services, beautiful stuff by Mookie. The heart is clearly in the right place. But should he use his head and realize that he's actually putting his teammates in jeopardy and has to wait until after the season is over to do his good deeds. Sean Sharif, what do you
2: think? Oh, this is over, Choppy. Take your Panama Jack hat and go. I'm going to talk to the good guy, the host, Mark Carmen. Right place, right intentions, bad move by Mookie. I'd have a problem if I was a Dodger. I'd say, what are you doing? You can't go out. I don't care if you were talking to the last seven popes. You can't go socialize with anybody. You can't go interact with people. Then you bring it back to us, and then you screw us over. Come on, Mookie. Right intentions, wrong move.
0: RJ, you got an off-the-board play here?
1: Uh, you, well, you, want, you want an answer? Yeah, I got an answer for you. Seven points, by the way. I'm waging the full seven. Um, <laughs> Take it from somebody who actually went in the middle of the day to deliver water bottles to the homeless a few weeks ago. I was wearing a mask. Mookie Betts is wearing a mask. If masks work, it's no big deal. If it doesn't work, what are we doing wearing them? So I think he's fine. Mookie Betts is fine. There is never a bad time to go give to the less fortunate. All
2: right, I'm looking for for, – You're so full of crap, Chobby. If you listen to our show, he is the least – humanitarian he is a soulless person and he's sitting here lying in front of these people he has no heart whatsoever all that bull crap he just pulled he didn't give what stuff to the homeless one day and he gave you that bs answer
0: rj on your hat life and kids who you're about to go coach did you go out in the <laughs> middle of a pandemic and hand out water in 105 degree heat with a mask is that a true story
1: Water and Gatorade. It was the little league game, I bet.
2: I bet it was his kid's little league practice, Mark.
1: Was it your kid's little league practice? It was not. I had a wagon full of ice. Water and Gatorade. Yep. Went down there.
0: Did around. you invite? Hold on, we gotta we gotta really surf this outer. Did you
2: invite Sean Sharif to join you?
1: No, because he would never go to Fort Worth. Just what a park. jerk he is.
2: I, he never and this what a soul. This what a jerky is, Mark. This will expose him. He never invites me over. I invite him to my house pool parties all the time. He never invites me over his house. One time I've been there in 10 years. That's what a jerk you're dealing with, Carmen. Don't fall for it. That wagon, it was a kegger block party with the ice in the back. With a kegger. It's,
1: still, it's still cold beverage. Look okay, how he's turning
2: red, Mark. He's turning red.
0: I'm a sucker. I got to give it to RJ. i no! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, he got it. Where'd he go? Where'd he go?
0: <laughs> the sheriff just turned his cheat on, which turned ruined the whole feed. Oh and no! I it. <laughs> In the tr- congratul RJ, congratulations! A tremendous ending to Sport and Order. We'll never forget it. RJ choppy takes it. Thank you for watching this edition. Like, subscribe, tell a friend. We're with you every Monday. Afternoon.